building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Good morning and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's guest is someone that I have known for years and I've been watching him go through a journey. He was diagnosed with a rare cancer at the age of 50 when he was completely healthy and he rightfully so had to change his entire life. And he's been so open about talking about it on social media and really giving his lessons and giving his power to other people. So today I talked to him about turning pain into power and how you can do the same in your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. Since this is a short podcast, like we just talked about, we will jump kind of right into the deep end. And I think on this topic, it is a very deep end. You and I talked a couple months ago about your journey over the last few years after mm -hmm. you were diagnosed with a rare cancer and kind of what you did between them then and now to come out as a survivor. I think that so many of the lessons that you talk about apply to, of course, people that have been in that situation and everyone else, whether they have been in it or not, because the lessons that you learn in going through hardships are applicable to life in general. Mm -hmm. One of the things that really strikes me as I was going through and reviewing your story again is that when you were diagnosed, you kind of went into business mode. You weren't like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, like hide in my turtle shell and see what happens. You were like, okay, I'm going to research. I'm going to manage my care. I'm not going to rely on the system to manage for me. Having the ability to respond in that way instead of reacting, which I'm sure you did have some kind of reaction, but the, mm -hmm. the fact that you were able to get it together and respond like that is incredible. I imagine that that is a skill that you cultivated in some way, shape, or form. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, certainly in the beginning when you're diagnosed, you know, as I always tell all new, newly diagnosed patients as they come forth and ask for me to help out. Uh, the first thing is you really are in a state of shock mm -hmm. and it's very hard to kind of separate, as I call it, you know, reality from, you know, whatever state of shock you may be in, you know, and the thing that is most important very early on is to understand that your life has changed. Mm -hmm. It's changed within the 15 minutes of your doctor speaking with you to you reading the lab results and trying to decipher, well, what does all these terminologies mean that you've never really heard of? Mm -hmm. And so as long as you have the capacity, the mental capacity, number one, to accept that your life is going to change, that's really the first aspect of trying to move forward. I think to answer your question more directly about the business mode and the, and the admirations of what I did to try to move myself forward very quickly, I'm going to be honest with you. I was in a state of depression. I was in a deep fog going, 
why? Why has this happened? I, I had the pity party and it went yeah. on for about two weeks. And my friend came to me and said, Greg, she kind of shook me, not necessarily literally, but kind of shook me to, to oh, an aspect good. of saying, Greg, you've managed multi-million, multi-billion dollar projects. You've done this. You've done that. I mean, come on, get out of this, you know, start mm -hmm. looking at this as a project. And so at that moment in time, the light bulb went off and I needed something like that at that juncture early on for me to kind of shake me out of that dark space and allow for me to get back to reality. And when we did that, my wife and I, it very quickly for us kind of, you know, ascertained or aspired to, she became the project manager. I became the project. We divided and conquered and allowed for ourselves to not just look at this as a point of what I consider to be pretentious uh, sorrow and regret, but be able to look at it as an aspect of this is my life we're talking about. And there's mm -hmm. really no price tag to my life. And so what are we going to do about it? We got ourselves educated and really kind of just became a formidable force to reckon with because all of our doctors love us, love us now because of how attention to detail we are and and very critical in our analysis of what's going on, particularly with my health today. Yeah. And you know what? I think that when people experience, I mean, frankly, this is a pretty traumatic incident that mm -hmm. happened to you and mm -hmm. not even an incident because that would, that would indicate that it's a short-term thing. And like you right. said, it's something that changes your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people think I'm the victim. And maybe you did that for a couple weeks, which mm -hmm. you saying mm -hmm. a, a couple weeks, that actually, I, I thought you might say months <laughs> or something like it, it. I'm sure it felt very long, but it sounds short now to be able to turn around and do what you were able to do. Um, another thing that I was thinking about as I was reviewing your story and that article that you sent over that was written about you was the financial burden mm -hmm. because you were not only fighting a rare cancer and trying to learn all of these new things while going mm -hmm. through treatment and experiencing mm -hmm. brain fog and depression and all mm -hmm. of the things that were happening, mm -hmm. but you had to deal with the financial burden of treatment. Could you tell me a little bit about that part of the story and how you handled it? Well, there are several major stages in the, as I call it, financial toxicity of dealing with cancer. Um, I was in the throes of not only being diagnosed like on a Friday, but starting chemo on a Monday. So we had 48 hours, you know, to try and decipher what our life was going to look like in the throes of this disease changing, you know, the trajectory of, of, of how we were, you know, going forward. And so what we didn't realize very early on was number one, we didn't dive into our insurance because in most cases, we're not insurance mm -hmm. specialists. And so you think about these things, right. you're thinking that the insurance, you're paying $1,000, $1,500 a month for a family of four. You just assume that these things are going to fall in place. You're you know, deductible, then you're you know, 80, 20, 30, 40, 60, 40 split between you and your insurance. And so you just kind of, you just kind of feel like early on, okay, I'm covered. But what you don't realize is when you're burning $22,500 a week, when you have to pay $15,000 for a copay, when every time you go to treatment, it's costing you gas, time, lunch. I mean, you're away from home. So, I mean, it's, it's a total disruption. 
it's yeah. a full time job that you 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 deal with in fighting cancer. Then on top of that, you realize what the insurance company will cover and what they won't cover, and you start getting twenty five, thirty five, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollar bills showing up at your house, and it just becomes this tsunami that you just can't seem to get your head to the surface on. And on record today, you know, I'm approximately $2.65 million. Now that's a combination of insurance as well as what I've paid. But through my preparation of how I weathered the storm throughout the overall adversity that I had to deal with, I mean, it was always through, you know, friends and family, go fund me. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna get rid of this, we're gonna get rid of that. Living well below your means because you know you're having to fork out so much cash just to survive and 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 even looking at something as very simple as, you know, how do you afford groceries sometimes? Mm-hmm. These things are some of the fundamentals that are really not talked about in a way that someone that is newly diagnosed that needs to be aware of the financial toxicity that goes forward. And for me, it's something that it can't be taken lightly because it can easily put you into bankruptcy or or financial duress and trying to just figure out, well, at what point in time, even after you've gotten over the cancer, at what point in time can you pay off all of this debt that has accumulated? And so yeah. it's, a, it's a tough journey. And uh, for me, I always try to ensure that preparation is key. You know, the steps that we took very early on was to look at our assets look at what we could liquidate or stocks, bonds, real estate, vehicles that we're not using. I mean, you got to look at your total financial picture because for me, the thing that really warranted my mindset the most wasn't necessarily the cancer diagnosis, but it's what my doctor said. You need to get your affairs in order. Mm -hmm. Just imagine hearing those words when you're only in a 15-minute consultation plus having the cancer being a part of that discussion. Yeah, it leaves you're like, you, what it, does that even mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It, it leaves you in a, in a state of, am I going to, to die? I mean, what, what's the reality of this disease and how bad is bad? I knew it was bad because I couldn't walk, you know, yeah. with the tumor and everything else that was going on. So, I mean, I had a lot to overcome at the time, but I knew for me, even with the financial aspect, dealing with the disease, that I had the mental fortitude mm-hmm. to weather the storm. Yeah. Any of those financial lessons that you are taking into the rest of your life or business? Well, at this stage right now, one of the things that you know my wife and I are looking at and continue to look at on a day by day basis is, you know, we 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 have always tried to live by what you call a what a 50, 20, 30 rule, you know, how how you kind of divide things up. Well, now we've looked at that and said, you know, it requires us to have more reserve than what's necessary. And the reason why I say that is because I've always been a guy that has enjoyed, you know, having a coin collection or having, you know, other assets and things that I knew at some point in time would become of value. And, And eventually, you know, we kind of liquidated some of those things. But one of the things that was so, so important besides those things was having, you know, numerous insurance policies that we could actually liquidate as well and sell and get some of those cash proceeds to be able to kind of help us weather the storm. Because for me, I could not work, Jackie, for, 
I don't know, 18, maybe 20 months as I was enduring all of the cancer treatment and procedures and things that was going on because, you know, coherently, I just wasn't there. And so, you know, those things have to be taken into account. And I think those are lessons that early on, you have to look at where you are today, what is required for you to live, what adjustments can be made, what things are considered necessity, luxury, and so forth and so on. And you really have to kind of cut through, as I call it, the the noise to be able to understand how are you going to come out on the other side and survive? Yeah. I think the way that a lot of people run their lives is we're preparing for the best case scenario. And we always think the best case scenario Mm -hmm. is going Mm -hmm. to happen to us um, versus preparing for the worst case scenario. And often it's something in between, Mm -hmm. but I, I am so guilty of doing that and thinking, you know, like, oh, okay, well, I've seen this happen before. So it'll happen to me, you know, when I'm negotiating or I'm trying to figure Mm -hmm. out something Mm -hmm. with my business and it never goes the way that you think. And so that preparation, both in finances and in other areas, I think is definitely key. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and the other thing I'd like to add is, you know, for me, when I was diagnosed, I was just turning 50 years of age. So so go figure. I mean, you know, you're you're somewhat maybe halfway through your life if you're projecting to live to, you know, 100 or or in your late 90s. And, mm-hmm. you know, here's your surprise. And of course, being very active, um, being, uh, you know, an individual that really was kind of independent and not having to rely on a lot of other support you know, it was, it was like the rug being pulled from underneath me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that kind of leads me into one of my last questions. This this has flowed very well. Uh, When you and I met, it was pre-diagnosis. I think that you reached out to me about your podcast. I remember Mm -hmm. we ended up chatting a few times on Mm -hmm. your podcast, and then we've talked a number of times since then. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting today to know you pre-diagnosis and now that I think you're even more motivated. You're even more positive than you Mm -hmm. were before. You're Mm -hmm. more excited about life and you're more excited to help others, which a lot of people can come out of situations like this in a worse place. And it seems like fighting through all of this has made you better. How do you turn pain like this into power? Well, I think the first answer I would give you is life doesn't stop. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't get more simpler than that. And to expand upon that for me, I have so much more life to give. Mm -hmm. And I see that what I've been able to bring forth through social media and folks that have followed me, family and friends has been like a breath of fresh air. When you deal with something of challenging circumstances or adversity that you're facing in your life. And so for me, as well as my wife, one of the things that we really focused in on early on was to try and ensure that we didn't approach this from a negative perspective, because there's a lot of bad press out there. I mean, you know, your doctors always tell you, don't Google anything because you're going to find all the bad before you find all the good. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I wanted to be that beacon of light. I wanted to be that hope. I wanted to be that inspiration. I wanted to help people understand that you're not alone in this. There's others of us, you know, with my disease alone, there's probably 48 or 50 some odd thousand people that are newly diagnosed every single year, you know? So this disease is something that's not going to go away. And of course it impacts everybody very differently. And so I 
took upon myself when I decided to say, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to allow for myself to just open up Pandora's box and just share my feelings, but also be in the context of providing uplifting, soul nourishing, inspiration, positivity that help people say, or help people be aware that even though I'm going through this difficult time, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm a component of that now and will always be a component of that because I get people that contact me from all over the world that have been newly diagnosed with this disease that have read an article about me, seen a podcast or whatever the case may be. And they always say the same thing, Greg, you have the grit, the positivity and the mental fortitude that I gravitate to you just so you can lift my spirits from the sea of darkness. And to me, Jackie, if I made no money at all in my life, that gives me comfort and purpose to know that my life now is living in a way that it can fulfill others. Mm -hmm. And I think that getting vulnerable and sharing mm -hmm. like that, I, mm -hmm. the entire time while I was watching on Instagram and social, watching the messages that you were putting mm -hmm. out and you were continuing to give updates and be vulnerable and mm -hmm. also remain very positive. Mm -hmm. And it's almost therapeutic when you can do that for other people. I find mm -hmm. that whenever I'm creating something that is positive and putting it out into the world, the process of creating it is therapeutic. The process of putting it out is therapeutic mm -hmm. and the feedback that you get mm -hmm. is, you know, you're impacting the lives of others and you're changing your own mind too. We That's can right. actually change our own brain chemistry to be mm -hmm. led with positivity when we focus in these areas instead of focusing otherwise or, or letting our minds be kind of led <laughs> by whatever is around us, situation, right. circumstances. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we are t at the end of our time. I know we talked about a lot today. I really, really <laughs> appreciate that you have been so vulnerable and so open with sharing your story. And I know you will continue to do so. If you have one biggest takeaway, like one lesson that people that are listening today should walk away with, what is it? Well, it's something I've been promoting ever since I was diagnosed because you're going to deal with the ups, the downs, the roller coaster ride. I mean, however you look at it, there's just going to be so many different things that are going to happen. And as you've alluded to, it's not going to be a perfect ride. You know, people always ask, well, you know, you went from A to Z or A to B or whatever the case may be. And I say, well, it wasn't a straight line. It was a zig and it was a zag. Mm hmm. The most important thing that I'd like to say to leave people with is, regardless of the adversity, the challenges, the stresses, the financial setbacks, or whatever it may be in your life, cancer, is if you have the mental fortitude and you know that life will continue, is never give up. Every single step counts, even though it may not be a big step, it may be a small step, but every step counts as long as you're mentally prepared and physically prepared to weather the storm and not give up. That has been something I've been promoting since I was diagnosed in June of 2021. And I will continue to promote that because it's something that I truly believe, like I said earlier, with acceptance is if your mind is right, your spirit is right, your courage and your strength is right, and your heart's in the right place, you will weather the storm and come out much stronger, better, and probably even more efficient and effective 
than you were before you went in. Hmm. I had the chills while you were giving that message <laughs> for real. I, I really appreciate your time today. And for everyone that's listening, share this podcast with someone that needs to hear these messages. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. <laughs>